Navigator Framework Studio in Music City. It's the Dining at Disney podcast. You know the thing about good food? It brings folks together. All walks of life. You'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the Disney parks. The Dining at Disney podcast. Welcome to the Dining at Disney podcast. I am Kristen, Disney park foodie, enthusiast, travel expert, and married to this guy for 20 years. As <laughs> Happy, of anniversary. Today. Happy anniversary. Uh, that was a delayed crowd response because my computer <laughs> must be like living in the five second delay world. But uh, I am producer Al John Go, lover of all things Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, parks, also content creator. And why? Uh, how did I get here? I don't know how I got here. Once in a lifetime. I was going to actually quote that song, but it didn't work out great. I have a headache. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm Kat, experiential producer, film historian, waiting patiently for the cast recording of Rogers the Musical to debut this weekend. Yay. Yeah. Welcome to the show. If you haven't already, please make sure to like, subscribe, and click the notification bell. Oh, no. <gasps> Hey, it works. <laughs> it works. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of things today, like so many things from a destination D23. Um, but if you missed last week's show, wherein we talked about something interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we Hispanic and Latino Heritage Month. Yes. <laughs> and then Halloween. Yeah, I was right. It was interesting. And then Halloween at Walt Disney World. And Halloween. You know, I'll go listen to those. Uh, yeah. So sure, sure. um I just I just want to say that uh being married 20 years to this woman here, Kristen, has been awesome. Thick and thin. Uh I am so happy to still be here and be like it was yesterday. I feel like it was yesterday when we got married. We definitely don't look like it was yesterday. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we I put on a I look different. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a much grayer. Um, put on Mel B. But uh, you know, my daughter said, "Look, mommy was a kid." <laughs> yeah, we showed her pictures of our, 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 our wedding. Oh, when I and up until like, I was like, maybe what, maybe early thirties. I still got carded for the rated R movies. <laughs> Or to, to purchase alcohol. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I showed her pictures of us. And back in the day, Kristen had multiple colors of hair. Yeah. And, and I showed her one picture and she's like, how do you like mommy's hair? What's mommy's hair color? She's like, she looks like Ariel. Oh, because it was red. And then what is this color? I said, she's blonde in this one. So, yeah, it's a, it was it was cool. You know, the kid, the kids are like, and so what I did was I went to nothing but bunt cakes and mm. a, a cake. <laughs> and this is a funny story. I got a cake that had the same flavors as our wedding cake and brought that home. And of course the kids were just eyeing the cake. They of were, course. you know, of course, and it was like all decorated and everything like that. So I come home and I said, surprise, here's your, you know, here's a cake. It's just like our, it tastes like our wedding cake and blah, 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 blah. Has the flavors you love, raspberry. And then what does she do, Kat? 
So that, I uh, thought I thought he was going to be bringing home some ice cream because one of his coworkers wives runs a gourmet like gelato place. Yeah. And so I thought he was bringing that home. So I stopped and picked up half of a raspberry weed chocolate bun cake. <laughs> <laughs> So we're double. That's why you've been married for 20 years. years. I mean, we literally. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, (laughs) on to some Disney news. Um, Kat, I I hope you've had a a decent week, too. I know that, you know, it's crazy and all that. But I tell you what's not time. It's a time. You know, mom left. Mom left on Monday. We'll talk about mom's visit on the next show. But mom left on Monday. It's like eerily quiet here because her cell phone is not ringing literally every five minutes. Oh, Oh my. my. She leaves the ringer on, which drives me absolutely banana balls crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But she's the most popular woman on the face of the earth. Someone is calling her every 15 minutes without fail. Wow. It. Um, it. so it's like eerie quiet here. It's like my my apartment is a haunted house now that she's gone. So it's depressing. Wow. But all of this stuff, I was watching this stuff come in this week as as she was here, and I was like gasping every three minutes, and she was like, You have to stop gasping. You know, <laughs> I mean, for Disney Parks fans, Destination D really, especially for Walt Disney World, is is kind of the place for Walt Disney World-esque announcements. Mm-hmm. But I think the press misunderstands what Destination D is all about because they they regard it as another D23 Expo, and that's not really what it is. And I'm just really tired of all these online pundits, you know, saying that they're disappointed in this, that, and the other. Now, we may be disappointed. We may be talking about some really high, great high points of the, the whole presentation, which you can go back and watch on YouTube, by the way. Yes, yes. Um, and I suggest you do because it's always fun to see the presentations and of course the there's ex- Muppets. There's Muppets. Sold. There's so many Muppets. But I think that the thing is is that you get to see the executives, you know, kind of stumble through, you know, a lot of their presentations and some of them are just very good communicators and some of them are trying really, really hard. And I commend them because it's not easy to stand up for a bunch of people that has the scrutiny, the level of a Disney fan. It's true. And the people that make, take the time out of their schedules to go to these events are the ones that care the most. So it's even more pressure than, you know, just the casual bystander that could be watching. It's it's people who are devoted. So to set this up, you know, um, Bob Iger uh, did a pre-recorded message for the fans. Typically, he shows up at these type of events, either Destination D or whatever. Um or, or the the expo, mostly the expo, but uh, I didn't feel like he phoned it in. But what I will say is that watching the live stream, it's interesting to see the, the comment comments. section because I remember pre pandemic twenty nineteen, you know D twenty three expo, we all were there, and the love for Bob Iger, love him or hate him, but was really at a fever pitch. It, it, you know he was a very loved individual. Then Chapek came. And then now that Iger's back, it seems like he just can't win for trying. Of course, he's not helping things either by not, you know, by all this uh, mumbo jumbo he said about, you know, the SAG and all that other stuff about not paying people. But um, of course, that has a lot to do with it. But then there's other things too. And it's like, you know, give the company a break. At some point, 
you have to realize that the company had to go all in on content or, you know, their strategy was for growth, all content driven while people were at home. And now they're having to pivot to something that's more manageable and definitely something that they can have more quality and, and time to churn out, whether it be like for the parks, which the parks were at a standstill, you know, and different things like that. So I, I feel like this is kind of the year of kind of regrouping and putting their best foot forward or trying to attempting to cat. I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, outside of the little PR mishap that happened with Iger, I have said for a long time that I feel like he's at that point where you are the hero for so long, you watch yourself become the villain, mm-hmm. um, which is very unfortunate because I do think he's done a lot of good work for the company. But I also think that, you know, I'm not going to get on my capitalism soapbox because we're talking about a multi-billion dollar company every single day on this podcast. So I won't do it. But, you know, it's it's a weird situation where everyone's trying to navigate the way that we are living now because we had to pivot quickly so fast in, in one direction. And now everything's kind of hit that end of the rubber band and is coming back at us at full speed. Um, so watching them kind of figure it out in real time is, is what we're doing right now. And it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be a little messy for a while. I think for a while, I suspect, Mm -hmm. I have suspect another three years, but I've I've had that discussion with my workmates as well, is that uh, things are irregular and have been irregular since the shutdown. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they will come back, they will be better than ever, but it just takes time to iron all the things out. In the meantime, maybe they should not comment on stuff like they shouldn't comment on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm biased. I work in the industry and I'm biased. Look, I think it, it is what it is. There used to be the old adage of bad press is always, I mean, good or bad press is always press. Uh, I it is press, but that it, doesn't mean it's best, a good thing. It's not anymore. a good press anymore because they've been inundated by so much. But anyway, Destination D took place, <laughs> and uh, there were a bunch of Muppets. Josh Demorrow, uh seems to be putting his best foot forward, celebrating Disney Park experience and product yesterday, today, and tomorrow over there at the Disney Contemporary Resort at the Walt Disney World uh, Resort, yeah. and and it's great to see the Muppets out there. I I, I had a figure that. They must have gotten some kind of special um, dispensation from SAG in order to have the Muppeteers there to do that because they're not promoting a a film or TV project. Correct. Correct. Because of the way that SAG-AFTRA and uh, the WGA is is set up, because they're not actively promoting a struck property, uh, Disney Parks falls outside of that. Disney Parks experience and products falls outside of those agreements. So they can be there to promote things like this. It's why we're still able to see our influencers who are SAG-AFTRA members, who are WGA members, still do their promotional work on Instagram and TikTok because they are outside of those agreements. There you go. There you go. I figured as much. You mm-hmm. know, Kat. Um, so mm-hmm. here we are with, uh, you know, the first announcement, Ahsoka, of course, is um, blazing a trail through Disney Plus and on social. It's an amazing series. And they are working on having Ahsoka recently. Uh, we we know this. We talked about it over there at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. And it's yep. just announced that Ahsoka will be part of the popular Star Tours attraction at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Disneyland 
Disneyland Paris and in Hollywood Studios here in uh, good old Florida. So mm-hmm. they're coming in a big way and I can't wait to see it because it's I'm about, excited. Uh, Star Tours got a little uh, little extra, little extra, extra. I figure they would have done something with the Mandalorian. And put- you know, I think we're going to see it. I really do. Um, Ahsoka, I think, is going to be just the beginning. I really do think they're going to phase out those sequel trilogy scenes. I think uh, everything should be in there. Everything. Put it all. Yeah. Put yeah. it I all. Agree. So I agree. Like, you know. I agree. The only thing I don't I don't love is the one with the water where they like sloshy back and forth because it makes me want to vom. But all of it, just roll roll them through, roll them all through. I'm in on all of them. But but I do think I do think we're going to see I think we'll see Mando. I think we'll see Ahsoka. I think we'll see LBY. It would be my deepest wish for us to see that war criminal chopper on Star Tours. That would make me so, so happy. God, I love Chopper. I love Chopper. We got yeah. to see him in the park this weekend. Oh, doing a meet nice. and greet with Hera, and I was like losing my oh, mind. My mom. So Hera, Hera's out there too, right? Hera's out in the park with oh, Chop. I love nice. it. Yep, love he's it. committed atrocities, and now he's hanging out at Disneyland. I love that for him. You know what I, really I love? Do. You know what I love about not only Chopper's uh, foul droid mouth, yes. but I love, I love Hera being the the mother hen. That I love Ugh. so much, but I I feel like Chopper is like your crazy uncle. So it's like oh for sure the lovely aunt and the crazy uncle coming over for dinner. It's, just, it's perfect. It I love it. Crazy. I love it. Of course, you have Freddie Prince, which we is he's also crazy, but he's not he's not here right now. He he that, won't come back anymore. So that that Star Wars rant that he did lives in my heart. It's I love crazy. it so much. It's so the crazy. best. He turns. He has a vein in his forehead. Okay, <laughs> so uh, here we are. The new studio film Wish uh, got a lot of pub there, and it was promoted with Asha from the new film. Uh, we'll be coming to Epcot uh, as well as the Disneyland Resort and Disneyland Paris as well. Now, this is one thing that we saw pop up, and it was completely out of context because people didn't know about Hong Kong Disneyland. They just saw Disneyland uh, having frozen theme land uh, in November, and it looks great. It's like it's gorgeous. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. off the you know off the different. Uh, lands there at um you know, i guess it's just arendelle come to life really mm-hmm. you know uh which very is very really norway nice. very norway norway and the colors are amazing like i love that so it looks really cool cat do you want to talk about one of your favorites here absolutely right. uh well after a little bit of a a, a false start a couple weeks ago it's official the hatbox ghost is coming to the haunted mansion uh hey. in uh, november late november so hopefully we'll see him around uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we'll see. But I know that a couple of weeks ago, everyone thought he was going to make his first appearance. And it turned out that he was not to be found. But he will be there November. He's in a different place from the Disneyland uh, Hatbox Ghost, which I think is an interesting choice. He is going to show up near the Endless Hallway, uh, which is towards the beginning of the ride, if I remember yeah, where, correctly. where... It's supposed to be where the Donald chair is. Yes. Yeah. So. So no more Donald chair. Yeah. They wanted to to say that uh, the Hatbox ghost did not count as a happy haunt, that he was certainly not a happy haunt. So he had to be put in before the line 99. Uh, nine hundred ninety nine happy haunts was was. Uh, I guess, but whatever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't really. We'll see. But but here's some news too. Did you know that they rehired 
uh, Imagineer Daniel Joseph. He's back. So that was news to me. I, I you know, he was. Oh, I didn't know he ever left. Yeah, apparently, um, he was let go uh, unceremoniously um, a while back, and now they brought him back. So here he is. I didn't know. I love Daniel. Nice He's great. Yeah. He does good work. Kristen, uh, something that you love are the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about this cool vehicle? There will be a world jumping vehicle coming to the next attraction in Avengers Campus. Uh, superheroes into the multiverse. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the Avengers building at the uh, at DCA, um, we knew it was going to be a ride show building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they put the... Um, the Quinjet on top of there, um, you know, like everything was going to be cool. And now it looks like there's Wakandan technology, Stark tech, as well as pin particles that they're able to traverse the multiverse. Zandarian jump points. Zandarian jump points. Yes. Thank you. So like all of their biggest franchises have put in their technology for this. Um, I guess what, what might be something like uh, the universal Spider-Man ride where a bunch of people climb into this vehicle and I don't know if they're going to put it on a kooka arm or whatever they're going to do, but it's going to be pretty cool. And they are saying it's going to be a combination of sets and digital projection. So yeah, I would say probably close to that. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like a Gringotts maybe mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. At Universal. Definitely. And them name dropping all of these different things is, is definitely uh, goes along with the announcement from D23 last year that, uh, basically every franchise that they can think of is going to be involved in this. So along with uh, who is it? Old man Thanos is the villain or something. Yeah. Supposedly yeah. old man Thanos is ruling the multiverse with the brand new multiverse infinity gauntlet or whatever Ooh, the case is. So love it. I guess he collected all those things from the TVA and uh, is ready to conquer the multiverse and it's going to have multiple uh, universe uh, superheroes in it. So you're going to see, different versions of spider-man perhaps you might see different versions of x-men um in the past you just never know i think it's really cool and they're going to have different villains in there as well from the multiverse so you can only mm-hmm. imagine that uh you know galactus might be there or doc ock might be there or dr doom might be there so that'd be really neat so this was a little <laughs> bit of a contentious um announcement and i say that only because we love the country bear jamboree i'm so upset we love the original one, but apparently, apparently they're updating the Country Bear Jamboree to a brand new song routine, the, the Country Bear Musical Jamboree, featuring all your original players, but reimagining the songs from the Disney songbook. So you could hear Big Al singing Let It Go, or... <laughs> I'm just saying, or you could hear... Uh, Wendell and Teddy sing a whole new world. I don't know. Or tricks. I, I don't know. But this is this is the thing. Singing Hakuna Matata. Is, <laughs> no. It's to be an homage to the classical musical reviews in Nashville. And they're going to be working from. with Nashville musicians yeah, to make this sound authentic. I know some of these people. I just, I don't know. I just can't. Yeah, I don't see how you're going to make. You know, I don't. Well, first of all, I think I think I think every Disney song is timeless and classic, no matter what genre you you try to to do it in. 
but and for me i think it's going to be fine to see it but i will say that i will miss the original country bear jamboree because it's an all-time classic chris and i usually sit and watch the show every time we're there yeah because it's amazing it's a great show nobody likes the country bears because they like country music they like the country bears because it's completely ridiculous because the bears are are hilarious exactly. i mean it's all about the comedy of it all okay. yes so quick quick poll i'm going to poll the audience country jamboree country bear jamboree original or the original enchanted tiki room we do have the original enchanted. well i'm trying to say which one is your favorite between the two oh no, oh, I can't choose. It's too difficult. Oh, you see, it's hard, isn't it? It's too difficult because the Tiki Room is great because it's the first too. Like... Yeah, and it like it's it the story that it tells is so like interesting, but it's not like hilarious. Yeah, this no, is a... I'm go. I'm I. This is easy for me. Country Bear Jamboree. Okay, and this no, is the, the former the former host of the the WDW Tiki Room podcast so anyway interesting stuff there i i personally am looking forward to seeing it myself but uh, i do hope they bring back for limited times the original jamboree because <gasps> yeah. i'm excited go about ahead kristen this has everything to do with food yes so they announced that there will be a pirates of the caribbean themed lounge yes coming to adventureland so, and this is, of course, a Magic Kingdom, and it's going to be uh, a first-of-its-kind experience. We know that's going to have to replace Tortuga Tavern. I that, cannot wait to see what they're going to do. I mean, where else are you going to put it? There's really not another great location to put a lounge no. than re to re redo, redo that whole area. Hmm. yeah i don't think they're going to take any of the shops away that's for sure no. money money no, if, if it's not a new build it'll be there that's what it's going to be i i think that's what it's going to be and i can't wait to see what they're going to do and uh, i'm wondering if this means because it is a lounge mm -hmm. that we will have 21 and up beverages all about the al uh, 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 alcohol i don't doubt it I mean, uh, along the lines of doing like they did Oga's Cantina Same. in Disneyland. Yep. If it's going to be that kind of thing where you have a lounge, there is a drink maximum that you can have and that whole thing. I think it's a foregone conclusion because it's such a revenue driver. It literally is a great way for the parks to make money. Oh, my mm -hmm. goodness, man. Why is my computer, you see, it's always on Wednesday where it wants to update and push notifications that you need to restart your computer. Anyway, good times. Flight 1400 and or leaving. Sorry. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Star Tours. All right, Kat, how about what's going on here? Uh, Shanghai, just really quick. Yeah, they're going to be, uh, the, the Zootopia area of Shanghai is coming uh, new experiences in the land, including a new attraction, special entertainment, merchandise, as well as zootopified food and beverage items, including those delicious popsicles uh, and and I'm sure a lot of other delicious things that we've seen in Zootopia. In this picture, you can see the little um, polar bear bodyguard. So I think that probably means that we'll see a Mr. Big <laughs> in this area, which makes us want to go to Shanghai desperately. Yes, it looks cool. 
Yeah. All right, Kristen. What's going on at Epcot? World Celebration Neighborhood will begin welcoming guests this December. Whoa. Whoa. So you have World Discovery and World Nature that are the other two neighborhoods. I can't wait. So this is the completion of the last of the parks for neighborhoods. Break the walls down. They've been up I know. too long. And it like right now it just is a mess. Mr. Tomorrow, tear down these walls. <laughs> uh, Journey of Water, inspired by Moana. Oh, that was a really dated reference. Will open on October 16th, 2023. So this is also very exciting right around the, the corner talking about Moana. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Journey of Water is a walkthrough experience located within the world of nature at Epcot neighborhood, preserving the beauty and balance of the natural world. Of course, Moana, it's probably going to also be a Moana meet and greet by the looks of the, the concept art, which we've been talking about for a while. Uh, also, I bet it's going to be a water money saver compared to the fountains. I don't know if they're saving money at all by that, but I mean, we'll see. money wise, like when it comes to your water bill. Oh, over that's over what the, I mean. Well, you see, look, I mean, that area has always been, uh, I mean, they've always had some kind of fountain there doing a fountain show. So this might be a really cool way to integrate some of the classic Epcot uh, water shows to something like this, which has a backdrop of Moana. So another IP tie in. I don't, I'm not hating it. No. All right, Kat. A new nighttime spectacular called Luminous, the Symphony of Us will debut on December 5th, 2023 this year. A brand new show that will feature fireworks, fountains, lasers, lighting effects, and music Uh, will take the place of Epcot Forever, which I believe is still showing now that the uh, giant circle thing, which is not what I call it in real life, um, is gone so we'll see how this goes they haven't made any announcements about the music but i'm sure it will feature classics from the disney songbook and uh i would love to see some more impressive fireworks and fountains and you know if uh if we go on from illuminations is in the show i wouldn't be upset just gonna throw that out there just just saying it's a great song uh, put it put it out to the world so you know, I'm, in the luminous in the luminous logo itself, the O is in a shape of an eclipsed moon. So yes. I would only imagine that. Of course, it evokes the nighttime spectacular and all that. But I would I would hope that the sphere globe thingy Maduji uh, death on uh, death death blossom, whatever you want to call it, is um, going to be redone for this particular attraction. Why it's not being there? Yeah, you know, whatever they decide, as long as. It's better than harmonious or whatever that one was called. What was it called? Well, I'm... <laughs> Is that right? That's how good we liked it. That's that how much we not. liked it. We it's can't really, remember what it was called. It's really, you know, yeah, it was short lived. Short lived, yeah. but yes, we we go on is a great song. So, so test track. Go ahead, Kristen. You want to talk about? I am it? excited to see that. I mean, because I think the current test track it has a very clean look to it. Which is cool but it for looks very, <laughs> It's dated. It's already super dated. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah. I am glad they're going to go back and bring some of World of Motion. Yes. 
mm-hmm. and to this attraction. So tying in what used to be in the building before Test Track. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. I would love to hear what Eric from SORCOM Review has to say about this because he absolutely loves World of Motion. Or he did yes. love World of Motion. I, everybody loved World of Motion. Who was a cool Epcot fan. Well, you know, I loved the original iteration of Test Track also with the crash test dummies. Oh, yeah. And, so, I that was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the crash test dummies were like a thing in the late 80s and 90s. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's you know, but and, and so was the soundtrack. Was, I was going to say, and there was a band even named Crash Testing. That's right. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sneak peek of what's to come at Disneyland Paris. Uh, they are busy transforming Walt Disney Studios there to a frozen themed land that will highlight the kingdom of Anna and Elsa there at Arendelle. So uh, that night, uh, the nighttime looks great in the rendering. Mm-hmm. And then also there, Kristen, uh, you had the Thomas Malzoom, the president of Disney Signature Experiences, talk to Josh tomorrow about what the latest and greatest is for the Disney Cruise Line. What's shaking over there? Disney Lookout K at Lighthouse Point is the new island destination. And this is the one that back in 2019 2019. that Joe Rody talked about going and looking at and doing the research and everything that they were trying to find this perfect island. And so he had given us some pictures of him being on the island with the natives and all of that kind of stuff. So I think it's very, very cool that we finally have a name and I cannot wait to see what this is going to be all about. Come on. I was, I was going to say, Kat, you're going to say something about Joe Rody. Let's do it. I'm going to go see him talk on Sunday. That's all I have to say. Nice. He's doing a talk at the Descanso Gardens. Awesome. Really? He's going to enjoy his, he's enjoying his retirement. <laughs> <sighs> Should have been a lifer. Yeah. Yeah. That... Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It, it's not funny when you hear the inside track of what all happened, but it is what it is. Yeah. But at least Joe, at least Joe's getting his, you know, one of his final projects out there. So good. Also breaking news, a Disney adventure is the name of Disney Cruise Line's newest ship. It is currently being built over there in Germany. Of course, a big Germany shipyards. And it's going to be the first Disney ship to sail from Singapore and throughout Southeast Asia and feature Disney service, storytelling and entertainment. Everyone knows and loves this is going to be amazing. Of course, we talked last week about the treasure ship that uh, has so many great uh, elements from all those uh, action adventure uh, franchises from Disney. And I would think that adventure will also have a very similar kind of, you know, theme throughout the entire ship, which will be neat. Like a resort, if you will. Over there at uh, uh, Fantasy Springs at Tokyo Disney, uh, they are sharing the eighth theme port for Tokyo Disney Sea. Amazing. That'll feature Rap- Rapunzel's Forest, Peter Pan's Neverland, and Frozen Kingdom, all inspired by, of course, the Walt Disney Animated Studio films. And it's planned to schedule open in 2024. Uh, that is huge. Not not new news, per se. And uh, they're also looking at future expansions for Magic Kingdom in Florida, um, according to Bruce Vaughn, the chief creative officer at Walt Disney Imagineering, 
So look for a special blue sky look. Uh, I guess they might be opening like the, the, the other kind of area down there too, to show previews and things, which would be pretty neat. They used to have a blue sky area there all the time, but they're looking to tell uh, stories with beyond big thunder mountain, um, which is going to be a kind of a big refaming of the area. Of course, beyond the back further <laughs> in thunder mountain, uh, comparing it, saying it's very ambitious to galaxy's edge or Pandora. And they even, uh, the orchestra, uh, actually teased the Indiana Jones theme. Be interesting to see. I, um, I like big, big thunder mountain. Uh, I do hope they do the update in it that Disneyland has. Mm-hmm. And by the way, yeah, that is like one of my favorite parts. And by the way, yeah. I got picked up the Indiana Jones themes coming later. Yeah, this is a non-announcement. Um, they talked about this exact same thing. It probably showed the exact same stuff that they showed at D twenty three last year. We're definitely getting an expansion at Magic Kingdom at some point in the future, but it doesn't sound like they really have a a solid idea of what they're doing. Yeah. Which is not I that doesn't bother me. Like if I would rather them hash something out that's really great instead of just like throwing things at it and see what sticks. <laughs> this is the same talk that they gave at D23 2022 where they said that it was going to be like villains land or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would love a so, land. Yeah, yeah that, I would. That, you know, whether it's whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be great. I just, I this is like filler to me. Sorry. You know the good. The good news is, is that Disney doesn't throw away these concepts. You know, people ask me all no. the time when you when when I concept guitars and things and things don't come to life. They are not for now, but they are put on a shelf to be possibly used or morph into future projects. So. You know, there's not, no wasted time there, only just great ideas that can come yes. to life down the road. And speaking of coming to life down the road, you know, uh, you know, digging in dialogue land is being totally dug up. Um, so goodbye, um, you know, kidney stone, kidney stone racers uh, up there. They're Chester really going to be and all digging that. in dino land. digging in dino land for real. Um, but what they're going to do is replace it with a South American theme. Uh, Western Hemisphere, uh, south of the equator, and put Encanto uh, attraction in there, which I'm excited about. And of course, they also are going to retheme Dinosaur, which is one of my favorite fun attractions, just because it's dinosaur. And um, they're going to put Indiana Jones in there. <laughs> I'm just sad because it's dinosaur is so unique. Yeah, I mean, I, who doesn't love Seeker and you know it's just so silly and the professor it's like yeah. you know, i want i want mrs huxtable to tell me all about the dino the the, the time over again just truth all the way back to the crustaceous period i mean tell me tell me how to get back there please yeah so no we're not going to the late crustaceous period this is set to go to the early crustaceous <laughs> period <laughs> yeah yeah whatever <laughs> it's cool man uh <laughs> right. who wants to talk about our favorite favorite dragon here well well we skipped over the zootopia thing we should talk about that. oh yeah yeah i'm sorry we skipped over zootopia. no no you're good go ahead zootopia yeah. show is being created for the tree of life theater at Disney's animal kingdom will replace a bug's life film there which is long overdue 
in my opinion. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not upset about this one. No. no. And it makes sense. I mean, Zootopia is a perfect franchise to kind of bind everything together with the conservation and animals and nature. So yes. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Okay. Now let's talk about notorious F I G go for it. Kat. Figment in the house. He started his meet and greet on September 10th, um, where he fell face over tea kettle in front of a bunch of guests. I hope oh whoever that person oh, yeah. is, is okay. But uh, apparently those little orange wings do not work. Um, <laughs> this is amazing. I love it so much. It's completely unhinged and I just can't, I, every time I see it, I smile so big because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even drink my wine because I, I love it. laugh by what you say. So I'm going to not, I'm going to put this drink down and wait. I'm excited. He needs to be there forever. Like, why get rid of him? He's part of so many things. I mean, he is, he is like the, he is yeah, Epcot. he is Epcot. Yeah. And he's the mascot for every single festival. You know, there may be like, oh, it's themed Remy, but there's no. always, always a figment stuff. Like, Every every single remember, festival, whatever it like is. Five years ago, that they had us uh, pass holders and and people take a survey saying, you know, um, basically who's your favorite character here at Epcot and and uh, you want to see more of Figment in the park? It's like it was a resounding yes, yes. I and mean, I can tell yes. you that they just wanted they just wa- everyone knew it. The Imagineers knew it. The fans knew it. They just wanted to have it documented so they could take it to the higher ups and say, see. Figment is the most popular character here, and we should do more stuff with Figment. We love Figment. I can't wait to see if they put him in his little Christmas sweater at Christmas. Of course. (laughs) Yes, I love it. All right. So here we are then. I mean, it's basically the end of the line when it comes to D23 and what's going on in the parks. I'm most excited for the the retheming the lounge over at pirates of the caribbean i think is going to be really great i think um in kanto at animal kingdom having an extra you know did not extra but just doing something more uh along the lines of what disney's known for in terms of theming and presentation and story versus dino land i think dino land was a very poor attempt um Everybody kind of thought that, and you know, but once again, that was that park was plagued with budget cuts throughout. But what what park wasn't right? But that one really suffered the most because they could have had Beastly Kingdom in there, and they yeah. they opted out because of the money, so they cheapened out at Dino Land. So there, this is their make good after thirty years <laughs> or twenty five years, whatever it is now. Um, thoughts. Team, what are what are your thoughts? Well, I'm excited about a pirates themed lounge. I'm excited that we now know something about the uh, new island uh, for the Disney Cruise Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, World of Motion retheming for Test Track, Figment being in the park. Uh, I'm like, okay, how can I fit a day in that I can get down there and see Figment? <laughs> um, you know, I think I'm excited too for Beyond Big Thunder because if they do it, it's gonna be 
Well, yes, if they do it. I mean, I think that's where they're leaning toward. They've already spent several years kind of hyping that up. I feel that um, whatever they do, it's going to be a massive boon to the Magic Kingdom because they really need it. I feel that uh, Magic Kingdom needs to spread its wings a little bit more. There's tons of pressure for them to compete with Universal right now. Universal is eating their lunch in many different ways, um, you know, especially with Nintendo opening up over there and expansions to Harry Potter and different franchises coming to the park. I mean, these are old imagine these are Team Disney Imagineers working on these attractions that they let go, yep. and so they're letting the most brilliant minds that that are homegrown Disney talent basically bring Disney to Universal. I just for once want Disney to do a land that truly 100% takes you out of the world we live in. You can't get a Coke. I want a place where you can't get a Coke. I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't a big <laughs> fan of that. That is my want... actual hell, I'm pretty sure. A place with no Coke is like that. That's where I would, yeah, no. I, no. You know, Kat, here's the thing. You know, they try as they might. I don't, I don't really, they couldn't say no to the money. They couldn't say no to the sponsors. And I think that hurts Galaxy's Edge. Because when yeah. you see those colors and those logos, even though it's an airbesh, stylized airbesh, you know it's a Coke product. It's not it's not cool, y'all. You go over there to the other park and you see the immersiveness that they have. Nothing is got that Potter. type of, like, of, of just... branding. You know, it's like, come on, you want to be fully immersive. And then they and it will we'll you can get a Coke at Harry Potter. Yeah, but it's no. not labeled as such. Yeah. No. But it's not can labeled you now? Yeah. Yeah, it's not labeled as such though. No. You couldn't get a Coke at Harry Potter in Orlando when we went. Yeah, you could. No, you couldn't. They didn't. What do they call it there, Kat? Oh, I don't know. I just know that I ordered it and they gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. They, yeah, when we went, it was early on, so I don't get they They were not say we don't serve that here. But uh, which yeah, universe, which universal here? Oh, there may be different rules. Maybe there different than... rules because over here at, at the, the Orlando, they they certainly didn't. Yeah, there's not everything has to, had to be one hundred percent uniquely Harry Potter. Yeah, they don't have any. Yeah, they don't show what beverages or what f candy and foods are over here. It's all anyway. Um, what <laughs> what do you guys think? It's cool. Like, um, let us know in the comment section, right, Kristen? Yes, let us. I'm know. sorry, I kind of hijacked the show. No, you cool with it? Yeah, cool. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, and tap that notification bell. You are the reason we do this show, so please support us by sharing and giving us those five-star reviews. That helps to keep us going. Speaking of support, if you enjoy what we do, consider becoming a supporter on Spotify. Or you can shop our links. We've got Amazon, Disney Store, Kingdom Stroller, and garden grocer you can find all of them on dining at disney.com or in the show notes below al john yes you you tell can everybody. find me al john go on instagram you can also find the glorious cat 
on Instagram as well at cat underscore catastrophe. It's cat underscore a s t r o p h e on Instagram, and you can check out the podcast of hers as well. Eat the pictures podcast. It's a bite-sized look into food and film everywhere podcasts are found, and you can also check out my podcast with former. Uh, Disney Imagineers, Director of Special Projects, and author Dave Bossert, Skull Rock Podcast. We talk all about pop culture, film, and what's streaming, and we also interview a lot of people involved in the Renaissance era of Disney filmmaking. In fact, if you look on this video available on Spotify for Dining at Disney, you'll see that his new book, The House of the Future, is now available. So get your signed copy now. You can check us out there at Skull Rock Podcast. We're going to have Dave on our show soon. Talk about that and the the 35th anniversary of A Nightmare Before Christmas, where his book is going to be coming out as well over the next couple of weeks. And he'll be doing that. I am so excited about. Do you want want him to come back on the show and talk about it? Yes. Yes. Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh huh. Love it's it. our jam. And I know. missed yeah. it the last time he was on the show. I couldn't be here, so oh, I'm right. gonna be on the show Let's for it. Go. He's making the round, so let's do it. As far as dining at Disney goes, you can check out diningatdisney.com. All of our great podcasts are there online throughout all of our multiple social sites: X, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, there's so many ways. Definitely Facebook and our uh, awesome friends over there at Source Radio. SRSounds.com. Cat. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Dining at Disney, and check out our friends, the Disney Dorks, in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone. And for all your Disney Universal and cruise travel, contact Kristen at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Her services are free. She will send you on the vacation of your life. Until next time, I've been Kat. That's been Kristen and Aljon. Bon appetit. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners.